Welcome to a daily word of encouragement with Celebration Church in Thomasville, Georgia. We believe that the Bible is God's word to all people. We love God, we love each other, and we are changing our world one relationship at a time. We want to help you know and love God's word. Join Pastor Jimmy Bryson each day as we discover how to seek God and live our lives encouraged by Here's what we pick up today. If you'll turn in 1 Kings chapter 17, turn to 1 Kings chapter 17. I just want to read you the story and then uh, talk about a couple principles here. So 1 Kings chapter 17, look down to verse number, give me just a minute to find it, okay? Look down to verse number uh, 6, 1 Kings 17, 6. Are you there? Now listen to this. Listen to this. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening. And he drank of the brook. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up. Now why did the brook dry up? There had been no rain. So we don't know how long, but it took a while and the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. And the word of Jehovah came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and live there, dwell there. Behold, I have commanded, remember he said I've commanded the ravens, now he says this, I've commanded a widow there to sustain you. So he arose and went to Zarephath. Why? Because he learned you can trust God even when it don't make sense. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called, I like the word fetch, don't you? He called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in your hand. And she said, As Jehovah, watch this, as Jehovah your God lives, I do not have a cake, but a handful of meal in the jar and a little oil in the cruise. And behold, I'm gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son that we may eat it and die. Now, remember, there's a drought. There's a famine. This woman literally is at the bottom of her barrel. And Elijah comes in and says, may I have some water, please? And I want you to give me the first. She thinks she's going to make their last meal. She thinks because the situation is so desperate, she's going to make one more meal. She and her son are going to enjoy the meal. And during the course of time, they're going to starve to death. And Elijah said unto her, Do not fear. Go and do as thou hast said. But make me therefore a little cake first. Bring it forth unto me, and afterward you make some for you and your son. Or it's okay, do what you're saying, but you give it to me first, then you go make whatever you're going to make for you and your son. For thus says Jehovah, the God of Israel. This is what God says. The jar of meal shall not waste. Neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that Jehovah sends rain upon the earth. So what's the promise to the woman? 
You feed me first, then you and your son eat. And Jehovah, the God of Israel, says, it's not going to run out until the rain comes. And she went and did, according to the saying of Elijah, and she and her, and she, excuse me, and she and he, which is her son, and her house, there it is, oikos again, her entire household did eat many days. The jar of meal did not waste, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of Jehovah, which he spake by Elijah. Now, if you grew up in church, this story is familiar to you. If you did grew up, didn't grow up around church, maybe it's the first time you've heard it. So here's the deal. God tells Elijah, go to the brook. Stay at the brook. And I'm going to send food for you in the morning, food for you at night, and you're going to have water. And you stay there. So Elijah goes and he dwells and God we found last week is the God of enough and he's the God of more than enough. So God meets his needs and God more than meets his needs. And now today's story we find that the brook dried up. And the word of God comes to Elijah again and says, Now I want you to go to Zarephath. Go into the Sidonian country. And you're going to find a woman there, a widow woman. And there, I'm going to sustain you through that woman. What was God doing? He was providing for him, but God was setting Elijah up. God was setting up Elijah for more power, more presence, and more of his provision. And I believe that's what God is doing in our lives. I believe God is setting us up. I believe life is a journey of God setting me up for the next journey. For God setting me up for the next adventure. For God setting me up for the next task. And so what we learn to do is we learn to be faithful in the task we're called to, listening carefully for the next responsibility, but not leaving our task now until God gives us another task. So I want to talk to you this morning about when God sets you up. Because I'm convinced God's setting up a lot of you, if not all of you. Spiritually, financially maybe, career-wise, in your families, God is setting us up. So in the story here, can you say in the story? story. In the story, let's grab some principles of Elijah. Because what happens when you read the end of the story, God did what God told Elijah he was going to do. But Elijah had some responsibility before God fulfilled his promise. So, so when God sets you up, here's what Elijah did. The first thing Elijah did was, can I have a tissue from somebody? The first thing God did was, God spoke to him. And Elijah, Elijah took a fresh path. Elijah took a fresh path. I want you to write that down. Now, Elijah, where was Elijah when the story begins today? Excuse me. <laughs> now he was in the brook. Elijah's at the brook. Where is Elijah? Elijah's at the brook. Elijah, Elijah's in the will of God. And here's what I want you to understand. Elijah's in the will of God. Elijah's where God told him to be, and the brook dried up. So here's what I want you to understand today. If you're at the brook this morning, and the brook is dried up, that does not necessarily mean that you're out of the will of God. 
Let me say that again. If you were where God told you to be, and we're calling that a brook, if you're at a brook this morning where God told you to be, and the brook dried up, that does not necessarily mean that you are outside of the will of God. Remember when Jesus told his disciples, get in the boat and go to the other side. Get in the boat and go to the other side. So his disciples got in the boat. The Bible says he constrained them, forcefully persuaded. They got in the boat to go to the other side, and they met a tremendous storm that hindered their progress for an entire evening. Now let me ask you a question. Where were the disciples? In the boat? On the sea? But they were in the will of God. So the entire time they were in the will of God, God was providing for them. He was providing safety. He was providing shelter inside the boat. So what I'm saying to you is, some of you are at a brook today, and the brook is dried up, and the tendency is to leave the brook. Don't leave the brook until God tells you to leave the brook. If it's a ministry, if it's a job, if it's whatever it might, if it's your local, whatever it might be. Just because the brook dried up does not mean you're out of the will of God. And what I would say is, if God told you to go to the brook and the brook dried up, you're in the will of God and you're safer at a dried up brook than you are drinking of somebody else's well and God didn't tell you to go there. You see what I'm saying? Now I got some passion on this series because Vicki and I have lived this series for 30 years. These principles that I'm teaching this month, we have lived them for 30 years. And I'm saying they work. So if you're at a dried up brook, don't leave just because it dried up. Trust God to provide for you. And if he says leave, then what do you do? You leave the brook.